0: All right, we are back for another week at SportsInsiderRadio.com. I guess they were busy and they uh, forgot to do the intro, but hey, we're here. We're ready to roll. It is Wednesday, nine twenty-eight. Believe it or not, we're almost through September. It's been a September to remember, and the question is – well, not the question is. The fact is we're going to roll right Roll right on through into October. Mike is currently one and zero at a game. I believe that Dave Miller is two and zero in terms of attendance. He attended the Seattle game. Um, I believe he won that game on Monday night. Then he attended the Denver game on Sunday night in Denver. He is a perfect two and zero. The question I have for you, Mike, before we get Dave rocking and rolling is. Are you going to be 2-0 and as you attend the Buffalo-Ravens
1: game this week? Well, I surely hope so. I also hope that uh, tropical. by that point it's going to be a tropical storm. Ian is going to be right in our wheelhouse, giving us a lot of rain Saturday and Sunday. So I'm hoping that could slow down the Buffalo Bills overall. Their Their defense is decimated right now. You saw that last week against the Dolphins. And look, I I do believe, and I'm not saying this as a completely biased fan of the Ravens, that we have the talent on offense to put up 30-plus points on basically anyone right now. Lamar is paying for, I mean, he's playing for the contract. Everybody's going to have T-shirts already. I could already see it at the game. Pay the man. So what they're trying, he's trying to get the biggest deal in history because he's betting on himself. And it's, it's in the Ravens' uh, history that we've done this before. Flacco did not get a deal done. He played out of his mind during that playoff run in 2013. He won on the road more playoff games in a single postseason and won the Super Bowl and then obviously got paid. So it, it's the type of season that I expected of him. He's balked up. He's got the talent. It's up to the defense at this point because, I mean, we are literally a huge mega collapse away from three and zero, where we lost to the Dolphins up twenty one in the fourth, which nobody loses in the NFL. You literally have to give up those bomb one play, two play drives for you to lose because there's just not enough time left in the game unless something catastrophic happens. So, do I think the number is good? I hear Dave on the channel. As Right out the gate, right out the gate, I'm going to give all the listeners the opportunity because we are talking about my Ravens that Dave already I, put out the Baltimore Ravens plus four. But wait, wait, wait. And but and Dave didn't hear the ago. beginning. But Dave
0: didn't hear the beginning. I said Dave is 2-0, and oh, winner on Seattle at Monday Night Football. He hurt. Against He's Denver. Been there. He was, I don't know, and I just want to confirm. Dave officially is two and zero in attendance. Now, yeah. my son, you know he's seventeen and a half. You and him go back and forth. He's a Ravens freak. He basically told you what did he tell you?
1: The Ravens are going to get killed, and he
0: has a non gambling look at
1: it. So, and I said to him, well, "Well, he's he's always I've I've seen his style over the last couple of years." He expects the worst, and then when they win, he's very happy. And when they lose, he says, "I told you so."
2: Yeah,
1: so <laughs> every year he does that to me. You know, one of
2: the one of the one of the best fundamentals is when a fan is like, "Super, oh, we're gonna do good, we're gonna do good." It's the time to fade, and when they're pessimistic, it's the best time to to jump on them. That that's just that's that's a fundamental right there.
0: Like if ten fans go, right. oh, we're gonna get killed. That's the Best spot, best spot by far. Yeah. Did you enjoy that game on Sunday night? It looked like a very high offensive affair that you were at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I had a real good time went under by far. so what, so let me ask you, Dave, with line moves, I did a video yesterday just to move to current events we have this uh, crazy hurricane on the East Coast coming up from Florida. We got one of our good clients actually in the hard rock casino listening live right now in Tampa Bay. He left his home. all the high rollers are taking shelter in the in the in the casino, which I don't blame him in Tampa uh, there's no sports betting there, but he can have plenty of amusement on the tables while the winds are rolling two hundred miles an hour. I was reading that um that uh that uh Brady and the team went to Miami to practice this week for the Kansas City matchup. But doesn't it change the dynamic when you have all these teams, college teams as well as pro teams moving around because of the weather?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a distraction.
0: Definitely a distraction.
2: I mean, I mean you would you would want to be comfortable, right? You wouldn't want to do that. So Right, yeah, exactly. Hopefully. I know that game is, but the line is going, the the line is going down. So I don't know. It's, it's like pick them in one now. Right. It's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. You would think it'd go the other way. Right. I mean, that's, I would, but I just think that, you know, I don't think that if the people all, if the players for Tampa Bay, obviously even if they all have houses, they have family, they have friends. It's like, are they going to really be all pumped up to be in Miami to practice uh, worrying about I don't know I
1: just don't see it it's like you almost I do I mean again it's this most of these people that are associated with that organization and players I'm fairly certain that they got if it's safe they stayed if it's an evacuation and they're right there on the water they got all their families out of there we've had plenty of notice and these guys it's business man it's just like anything else it's a business move these guys are going to be ready. We've done this before where teams were displaced and I mean if you remember there was, you know, the Hurricane Katrina situation. I mean, these guys usually it's an extra extra element of urgency where they're playing for their you know, playing for their city. I don't think either way you can make an argument for it, but I don't think anything really will matter except the fact that the Bucks are a dog at this current state, and that is just, you know, that's a big statement to give Tom Brady points at home. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't know, because the Packers basically was pick them with them, and they lost. So it's not that exciting to me, especially with the distractions.
1: I don't know. There's better. They spots were beat the up. Board, they I were much more beat spot. up. Yeah, probably better spots they had some suspensions last week. Mike Evans was yeah, suspended. Cool. They had their top 3 receivers were out. I mean that's a it's a huge difference when yeah. I mean you could, for a single game situation, yeah, Tom Brady can get used to those receivers and do well for the season, but in a one game scenario, there's all these guys that he doesn't have the connection with and he doesn't have the timing down. It's hard in the NFL to just flip in three new guys outside of your regular crew. So that was a tough game to begin with. I mean, it wasn't a blowout by any means, but you know, I do think it's it says something that twice in a row for them to lose outright. And Kansas City didn't didn't impress last week either. So again, it's not exciting. I agree with you on that, but just from a you know, an, a fan of the game and and doing enough due diligence in this business to give Tom Brady points again at home it's like I'm one of those guys that for years it's like you have to prove me wrong I just I hate betting against Brady um in certain spots if anything I just don't do it and in this case I mean two weeks in a row getting points at home I mean that's that's an embarrassment especially the way that their defense is playing I mean they could play with anybody so but that's why we play the game and there's always an overreaction week to week in the NFL. That's probably the coolest part about the NFL, unlike any other sport. Even college doesn't have that, because college, you know, you're these good teams just beat up on mediocre or even other good teams, like the Alabamas of the world, just beat up on teams. Yes, spread matters, but I'm talking about an NFL literally week to week. You just don't know what you're going to get. You're talking about the Baltimore Ravens last week. I'm just using them as, as an example as no defense – blew a huge lead, probably won't do anything. Now they go to the Patriots. They win convincingly, and now you're, you know, it could be an overreaction for this week. You know, do I think that the Ravens should be getting that many points at home versus the Bills? No, I think they're two and a half. I mean, I, I do believe that. I think they're, it, logistically, if we're 3-0 and and we don't blow that lead late in the fourth quarter and we're coming into this game 3-0 and and the, the Bills – or two and one, I think it's two and a half. I don't think it's four. So it's just in the NFL, you have this huge overreaction where one week you could be the savior for your team, the best player on the field, and the next next week you could be a complete afterthought. I just don't know any other sport that that's even a question. So that's why I love doing the show week to week. We always give the the clients and the potential new clients a different, Um, analysis than they probably hear on any other sports talk show it's like we dig deep and we try to analyze more than just the teams we're not really throwing out stats i know john's the stat guy but i think uh dave i think you've broken john i mean he comes in here he doesn't talk about dogs anymore he's talking about line value steam play don best screens i'm like what have you been studying dave's you know Notes. He's like, well, you know, I'm Dave. Really, you know, got me thinking, and it's a completely different person. It's like the guy is he's like Dave 2.0 in the office here. You're not here with me, but I feel like I have a version of you here.
2: <laughs>
1: that's I think that's a good thing, right? Whatever you well, guys wait, talked let me about, ask you after Dave. I was off last week, after I had golf when I, when I jumped off 30 minutes in. Whatever you guys talked about. It changed him. Right, John? Thank you for the
0: accolades. Um, What I will say, I want to talk about, I'm looking at the Don Best screen right now while we're speaking, Dave, and I want to ask you, when you look at teams like Alabama, right, they open up over the key number of 14 and a half. Uh, This is a question from a client. He said, he wants to know, does, is there really, a difference between and I know you're going to say I know your answer probably but I'm asking it for the client so it already opened up at 14 and a half versus 14 or 13 and a half and it's now 17 and a half the three and one ATS the public loves Alabama but the but you're trapped in between these key numbers because you were already over the key number of 14 when it actually opened so if you liked Alabama I'm we're talking this is for the client not me at 14 and a half is really 17 and a half that big of a difference when you're still under 21. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. You well, but everyone. again, he wants yeah. to under he's he's looking at everything through the lens of 14, 21 multiples of 3s and 7s versus like there was no 13 and a halves ever, there was no 14s ever. So that that the question he was basically saying to me was, Well, if I bet him at fourteen and a half and they win by two touchdowns, I lose. And if I bet him at seventeen and a half and they win by two touchdowns, I lose. So really what's the difference? And then so I'm I again I'm asking the question for the client and maybe you could explain it to him.
2: Well every half point has a value. So the the, the strongest point there is seventeen obviously, but um, the game could easily fall 17. But then the, those dead numbers, 15, and 16, they matter too. They fall because you can get weird scoring. What's the total?
0: Uh, good question. Let me double check and look. Uh,
2: Especially with a higher total, you'll get weird. You'll get uh, the game will fall on the dead numbers more. But when you have like on, a you, team favorite by like 35 and then the total is like Fifty-five. And it's kind of like you really are playing for the multiples of seven.
0: But got even it. then the alpha value. Uh the total on this game is sixty-one. It opened up fourteen and a half and sixty-one. It is now seventeen and a half and sixty-one. Rent number two ranked Alabama on the road at twentieth ranked Arkansas or Arkansas, however you choose to say it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just always want every half point. But if you, but let's say it was like fourteen and a half, you missed that and you have to lay fifteen. I mean, I wouldn't dwell on that, but right.
0: Half, so there is some dead numbers lot. where it doesn't matter.
2: Well, off for like a half point or so, or a point, but it still sucks. But it's you're not going to always get every half point. The best of it, especially in college. In college. The games will move a lot of the games will close like four points off so of what it opened at even more so if you're ever gonna if you're ever gonna chase bad numbers is what we call it, do it in college. But three points is hard. But then you could so, make the argument well well then you could always go against every three point move and make money if there's still no value. So I don't know. But I always just try to try to bet as early as possible and get the best number. But it doesn't
0: always work that way. Sometimes we take – Right. And and, and so his second part of the question was, how many times – and I don't track this, so I'm asking. You may not as well, but inquiring clients want to know. So how many times does a a move, a favorite, come down early in the week and then go back up to the original open? I'll use an example. Uh, Number 12th ranked Utah – is playing Oregon State this week. They opened up at 12. They're now down to ten and a half, ten 10 in some spots. That's at, We'll call it a two-point move. How many times does it go 12, 10 back to 12? Or do you not really see that a lot, where you can actually get that opening number? like Do you see that a lot, or am I just not looking And it? it? happens more than I think.
2: I think when 12 goes down to ten and a half, fifty 50% of the time it will go back up, 50% of the time... It will keep going or stay the same, but wow. I can't prove that. I can't prove that. No, but I mean, if it moves, it's, it's sometimes it'll go back, sometimes it'll go down. But I think, I think maybe it's a little bit more that it keeps going, but I don't know. I've never tracked that either because these games just move so much, some of them. But I don't know if it's selective memory. And I'm forgetting about.
0: Well, so that, so I actually, now that, you know, Mike was giving me props, I'm actually look, these are the great scenarios. So I, I am a believer, and this is my personal opinion, that, that players key in, they start looking at trends of who's covering, not covering, even though it's a small sample size and it doesn't mean anything. So one of the things that struck me was, you know, there's uh, one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm not going to go over the eight games on the radio, um, you can listen to the, the, my YouTube channel. I, I discussed it yesterday, and there are eight teams that are four and zero ATS. Um, but I will talk about one of them. Texas Christian University is three and zero ATS. They have a perfect record against the spread. Oklahoma is number 18th. Oklahoma is at TCU game number 183, 184. If you look, want to look at the screen with me, Dave, they opened up at four and a half. They crossed the key, they cro- They already went up to six and a half, and I'm looking at that and I'm going, that looks fishy to me because you would think the public would be all over the home team dog on the open knowing that they're 4-0 against the spread, so I look at that as a real wise guy move early in the week, fading TCU, right. so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because of yeah, some one, right. another well, client well, asked me about yeah. that. Yeah, all well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that's right. Because when you see that,
2: you're going, "Who's this?" Just can't be the general public. But then once again, exactly, it, are they really? Is there really value to just keep playing it all the way up to seven? Seems hard, but yeah, I don't know. Some of these, some of these guys just now, keep
0: playing the game
2: just over and over. And
0: yeah, that that screams wise What I also noticed on a lot of these early moves on the point spread, I'm noticing in this, those same games. Where there's not there's not movement on the totals, it's kind of interesting. Like I don't know if you like I look at the game at four and a half and sixty seven and a half. Okay, it went up a point, six and a half and sixty eight and a half. But like nothing crazy. Where I could, I'm seeing like these crazy line moves on like you said early in the week. You know I don't want to say I think every move is a sharp move early in the week. Um, I, what I will tell you, what I think is a public move, Navy, the first game on the board. 149 against Air Force, Navy Air Force game. I do think that this is a fake public move because Navy was plus 16 and a half last week and they won the game outright 23-20. The line opens up at 16 and then boom. And they're only 45 minutes from my office. I'll literally ride my bike from here to the Navy football stadium on like an afternoon lunch ride. And they literally dropped, boom, down two points. I think that's the public Seeing this large sixteen and a half point dog winning outright early and beating the game down, but I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, I don't know, no feel on that. But uh, usually the one you see these earlier moves just isn't, just it's not the public. In fact, it's right. a very low percentage, especially in college, um, even in pro, but more in college. I mean, these are these are usually sharp guys betting. I would say like ninety percent of the moves, so and they could be on a misread or the guys could be going head to head. But now Yeah, this is the serious money getting it getting in early.
0: Would you say there's a caveat on the top twenty five teams that have large football programs and large uh you know, people that went to that school and they're just like for instance, I'm looking at Kentucky seven against Old Miss fourteen. Line opens up at four and a half, boom, right to six and a half. Like, do you, do you think that in the, in the Alabamas of the world and the top 25 teams that there's more public early in the week because they have, you know, all these uh, graduating bettors that are just going to bet on them no matter what? Or do you think even in the top tw- – I get it in the small schools, nobody's looking at the non-ranked teams, but I was just wondering what your thoughts were on early moves on the top 25 or even, let's say, the top ten.
2: I still think it's it's sharp money. I just I believe that because what what average person that works or whatever is going to just go I'm loading up on this and then they're not and then to move the line you have to be a sharp better like you have to be up over a big sample size cause, and a lot of money these these companies track everybody and that type of guy just isn't he isn't up. So it would
0: be respected like that. That's what that's what I think. Yeah, the biggest line move that I see so far, I'm sure you've already noticed it, and I think that's because of the hurricane. I don't believe this is sharp money is game number one twenty four. Florida State number twenty three hosting Wake Forest twenty two. The line opens up at three, and Florida State goes to seven. I don't even they probably won't even play the game, but I but I'm just saying like that that's a crate like that's just insane to see a well, they line they're move just, like that on them. Yeah, they're just they're just adjusting to to all that other stuff. But
2: I will say this: the three biggest NFL moves—Baltimore, uh, Seattle, and New England—so far.
1: <laughs> how does that make so you feel, Mike? <laughs> how does that make you feel, Mike? What do you mean? Well, the three biggest that.
0: moves, Balt. Well, if you like them plus four, yeah, I guess you got to like them plus three, right? No, I, mean, I like them plus
2: four. Well, well, I would like them plus no. three if I never saw the four, or
1: the three and a half. Right. Yeah, I mean, still, I do what I told you. I think it's an overreaction. I would not be, yeah. and, and it's probably not going to happen. But it is. if it does happen, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to two and a half. There's a lot of a lot of public money coming in the day of because so, right now they have the hype. I look at the hype from like a sports center entertainment value. Sunday morning, they're gonna post a piece about Lamar number one QB rating, number one touchdowns, number four overall in rushing. He should be the MVP. Pay him the money. So people watch that. They instantly have that feeling, man, he's playing at home, they just lost but they really should have beat the Miami Dolphins, this is the thought process of a gambler oh, they should have beat the the Dolphins well, the Dolphins just beat the Bills well, the Bills are hurt on defense Ah, they have to win outright, they have to win and they go and they start hammering (laughs) and they start (laughs) 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 no, no I'm not upset, this is I'm just kidding i have just given you an example. I could do no, it with another line, team. That, if you line, like us. that line is
2: crazy. That line should be like, yeah, one and a half or
1: something. One and a, t- yeah, two I and think. a half. But I know getting over that key number is going to be hard. It's like jumping over the hill. But it's. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised. The hype on Sunday because they hype yeah, these things up. They the, the they put these, especially a player of that caliber, which is working on a rookie contract and is putting up lights out numbers. That they're gonna emphasize that and use that public better that's seeing that Sunday morning. Because man, they they can't lose, and they start hammering the Ravens, and the line drops all the way down. So love that. This is what Dave does. Um, I know we just we posted uh, the link for a lot of our fan base to join on the radio show. Again, we're, we're we don't when we talk about individual games, it's not that we're giving out a game. We don't do that. What we do is we're explaining to you that we gave out the Baltimore Ravens in the middle of the day, days ago for the weekend, we got four. It's now three. It's probably going to go to two and a half. So what we're doing here is we're finding market inefficiencies. Does it matter on every game? No, we could lose the game outright, but that's not the point. The point is we are constantly closing better. We are constantly getting ev. Yeah. If you don't know what that yeah. means, call us. We'll explain it to you. We'll put you. We'll put you in the right direction, and you're going to be satisfied. Now, every guy that does this for something miraculous happens. Dave, they call and they thank me. They, they thank me for educating them. It's a, it's miraculous how that happens, and it's that's the 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 enjoyment that I get out of the business is because we get to educate people along with making them a lot of money. So you guys want to ride the coattails of guys that are giving you the game they can't lose, or do you want to ride the coattails of guys like us who explain to you how to get positive EV and teach you how to find the market inefficiencies? You guys decide, but I think it's pretty clear if you follow the process, you do your due diligence, you put the plays in as soon as we release them, early in the week for the weekend, which nobody else does in this industry, you're going to find out that the following us is a very successful model that could be replicated season after season. Well said, sir. I love it. That, uh, that
2: Dave, keep, the, keep the
1: line going down. Keep it going. Down. It's What if it goes to pick up? We have four. No, I'm just kidding. We, then we might actually take the other side and we'll middle it. You know, It won't, but I'm just saying that that's where we're going with this.
2: I don't know, man. That game, you're right. Baltimore gets loved by the public, too. I don't know. Going to pick them seems crazy, but I don't know, man. I could see it at like one and a half close. I don't know. I don't know. I was shocked to see four at pinnacle. I was shocked. Couldn't believe it. So, I I, I actually still think it's good at plus three. Like you. I don't see that very of often, but yeah, it's, it's definitely still good.
0: Well, I'm going to go right out there. and make a. I'm not giving out a free selection. We'll do that later at the end of the show. But I'm going to make a bold prediction that the line won't matter if if the Ravens cover the three. Meaning, I don't see them winning by one. Like they're going to. I don't see them losing by two. Like if the Ravens are going to win outright as the home they team, can dog, lose by
1: three, they could easily lose by three. Rain game, bad weather, field go decides it I mean, I don't know if you remember I mean, the last right. game that we played. are We're going to get bad weather, so... Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm just... I'm not... Let's talk
0: about overreaction on this game, Dave. Let's talk about overreaction. They've been like a money-making over. So, I, I, that's another thing where I think people, you know, they don't realize the weather's going to be bad and people are just going to, like, start auto-betting the Ravens over the total. Where it's almost like at post, you take the under at post if you can get a good price.
2: Uh, well,
0: that's yeah, I understand. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like they just. Yeah, yeah. But right. what I was going to ask you about another line move. So there's three teams, and I'm sure you don't know them because you don't care about the short term stuff. Uh, there's three teams that are over. Against the spread, so I'll just give them to you. New Orleans, New Orleans, zero and three. The Las Vegas Raiders, zero and three. ATS, and the New England Patriots, zero two and one. Now I go and I look at the Minnesota Vikings. They're one and two ATS. That line goes from one to three against New Orleans, who's zero and three ATS, and I'm thinking. That's a great play at post to take the team that's 0-3 where you get that pop, two-point pop because they haven't done anything all season, and you get a three-point home team. Dog, I like New Orleans. I'm going to give it to you guys early. That's my my free selection. New Orleans plus the three, hopefully higher. And I do think that the public is a little more involved in looking at these covering stats in the NFL as opposed to the nitty-gritty in college like I broke down on my YouTube video yesterday. Uh, and just before anybody says anything the top four teams against the spread that are all 100% the Miami Dolphins 3 and 0 the Detroit Lions 3 and 0 the Atlanta Falcons 3 and 0 and the Houston and then Houston Texans 3 2 uh, 0 and a push so when i hear
2: the Houston Texans push on one I'm going. Well, we would have won that one because we somehow would have got extra line value.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty same thing on the New England game. O two and one, so there was a push there too. Two teams have (laughs) tied, so they're the only. It's uh, actually there's four teams. It's interesting. Early in the season, going into week five, Houston's had a push on the spread. Pittsburgh's one one and one. The Bears are one one and one. And New England's o two and one. So on all, so you had an opportunity on. Uh, one, two, three, four pushes where you probably would have got the best of it in one.
2: Well, what about you, John? You're two and zero on picks,
0: giving out free picks on this show. You're two and zero. I like New. I like. I'm fading the. I'm. I'm looking for New Orleans to get their first cover and slash win plus to three against Minnesota. I think it's a fake move. It's a fake move because the public's buying into the. Oh, New Orleans is horrible. They're 0-3 against the spread. All right, you're I know that so, Brian Blessing hated that word value, but I think the value is on looking at the teams that haven't covered Las Vegas, New England, New Orleans, right. as opposed to looking at the t- – and, and really possibly fading these teams that are 100%, Miami, Detroit, Houston, and Atlanta. And then he's, he's got Baltimore for his play, right? Or was there one better? No, I think, Mike, Mike is your play Baltimore? Are we going to mark you down? What do you mean? Is your free play Baltimore? Are we
1: going to credit the radio? I'm no. 2-0 and on the yeah. radio. Is your free play the Ravens? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. if you have to ask it, that you already know the question. You already know the answer.
2: <laughs> if you have to ask you already know the answer. I love it. I'm going to take a second for <laughs> mine, because I have to pick a new play. All, all of mine, the market agreed, and I got the stone-cold nuts. So I need, to, I need a second for my backup play. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah. How's
0: your survivor yeah. pool? You still in any
2: survivors? Yeah.
0: I have all ten. I have all ten at
2: uh, DK, and I got three there. So, nice. Circa. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, me—I should say—we have ten at DraftKings. Yeah, I get it. So that—that's—that's that's something that's a lot of luck, though. I don't like things that are a lot of luck, John. Uh, let me well, see do you think my that the... play. Go ahead. I think i i think I might go with. Well, I can't call it four and a half with Seattle. It's four. I need more time because I take my free play serious. I take my free play serious. I need to think about it.
0: Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, what I was going to say is regarding the survivor pools that you and we and Mike does and everybody, do you think the average square just takes the double-digit favorite if there is one or the highest yeah. favorite on yeah. the board each week to try? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't I don't think they're looking at the point spread, but they're usually just
2: taking the one that's that pretty much stands out or one of the ones. And it's kind of tough because in theory – you you do have the best chance to advance doing that. So, if even your average person gets that, I mean, they're not going to take a double-digit dog, you know. And then it amazes me in those things. They're not going to take many, Jacksonville to win a million? <laughs> no. It amazes me in those things how many people forget to turn it in. Like, you had, like, 20-something on the first week. You know, they pay a grand, and 20 entries don't get turned in. It's just crazy to me. There was 11 last week, I think.
0: I think people just blow out in their regular betting and don't care anymore. <laughs>
2: yeah, or yeah, they just they're high rollers and it doesn't mean anything. Right. I was in first. I was in first one time on one on one that was against the spread at the end of the week a a cheap one with my friends. We bought in like I don't know whatever it was, 25 bucks a week and I just forgot to turn it in. But I was winning for the season. I just forgot. I was busy and forgot to turn it in. And they were like, oh, my God, you didn't turn it in. I was just so busy. But for the $1,000 buy-in Survivor, yeah, I I don't think I'll ever forget that. But you never know. You never
1: know. Life happens. You have to have, like, a checklist. You have to have the board checklist. Otherwise, you will forget. I do the same thing. I've done it in the past where... I forgot to to fill out. I had a pick'em pool. You just you get there and you wait till Sunday morning because a lot of times with with those specifically and even on if you you should put them in earlier in the week because just to get them out of the way. But a lot of times I'll wait till Sunday morning for a couple different you know whether it's Survivor whether it's pick'em and then I just simply forget because I'm trying to figure out my lineups for fantasy. I'm figuring out you know I'm in the office here probably if I didn't do this I would probably be a little bit more diligent and get it done but if I don't have a checklist man I I've done it before and it's this, it's a sickening feeling knowing that you're you know I was top 3 I think when I forgot to fill out a pick 'em and boom it's like you're done I mean you you lose those points it's very hard to recover which I never did so yeah lesson right. learned the lesson is I don't do any more pick 'em pools <laughs> well well the thing is you don't want to do anything too low end
2: because you're not going to turn in the low end stuff. Uh, right. But if it's, yeah, because you just don't care enough. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go two sixty four. uh, Steelers minus three for mine. Man, you shocked I mean, me. I, like I, I definitely didn't think that. I like it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. It's going to be mine. Everything else is just kind of, it all seems really efficient or, there's some type of question mark or something where i'm not sure uh but yeah so you john are two and oh once again
0: good job man thank what do you, you. Have to for that? i'm just gonna go for three and zero with new orleans with the fade i'm gonna i want to also talk about something we talked about yesterday early public percentages uh client asked me so i'm looking at the um I'm not going to name the site. I'm not going to give him free publicity, but I'm going to look at that site you and I mentioned last week. And um what do you think the most public highest ticket count is right now on any game on the board? Cuz I have it right in front of me. Don't you don't look. What do you think it is? I need to start
2: looking Blopsided at the Lopsided ticket count.
0: Hmm? I need to look at it, at it more. I would guess. But what do you what do you think just off the top this just the NFL Sunday October 2nd. What do you think the highest Ticket count right now is. It's in the NFL. Interesting. Uh,
2: Probably, well, no, because they're looking pretty good. Uh,
0: I'm going to let him guess first.
1: (coughs) The highest ticking count currently in the NFL.
0: Yeah, lopsided game where it's 70 30s. One team is getting 70% of the tickets early and one team is getting 30.
2: Probably the pack. Cowboys. Game and then it's the
0: line.
1: Interesting. Okay. Cowboys? No.
0: Las Vegas Raiders minus two and a half against oh, the Denver getting, Broncos. They're getting the most money. Yep. By far, that was blowing really away all that, the competition on the board. That that one really shocks me. I, I don't know. That shocks me. And that's the other 0 and 3 team that hasn't covered in terms of against the spread. But I, I don't know if people are just saying, well, wait a minute, they're 0 and 3 and they're a favorite. They're, uh, uh, you know, blah, blah. Or they're looking at the Monday night game, the game you went to, whatever game you went to, it was anemic. Yeah, they won the game, the Sunday night game. Sunday night. Um, yep. It was anemic, you know, 11 to 10, not a lot of offense. But I'm looking at, you can go there now. We don't have to say the name of the site, but you can go there now. You'll see it's like, boom, 70%. Yeah, well, the next, the next, the next team that has the highest ticket count is the Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half over the key okay. number three I was, against. The, I was close. Yep. The third, the third team is the Rams at San Francisco plus two. They have sixty-eight percent of the ticket count early against the San Francisco 49ers, plus two on the road. Yeah, that Yo, look
2: one at doesn't it. shock me. That first one really does not me. shock you. No, it doesn't. But that first one,
0: like, it's unreal almost to me. I can't believe that one at all. Yeah, you can go look I, when we get off the air, or why You'll see it. What I'm looking at. But I mean, I. Um, but again, I it's, really it's, want to know. It's, I want to know what your average person is thinking, walking up to the window,
2: betting the Raiders. There's no way they lose four in a row. That's about all that's exactly doing.
0: what they're thinking. You just nailed it. You just you just said it. What I, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. Because nothing else makes sense there. I mean they're lifeless.
2: Right. So so they're not reprobating Denver, they're just backing the Raiders.
1: Correct. Under, yeah, under a under field well. goal. Well, I just I still yeah. think it's they're 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 not fading Denver at all. I Dave, you're hundred percent right. They're they're basically the public is saying, look, I just don't I just don't see how the rate this is a basically a Super Bowl for them. They have to win this game if they have any sort of shot to make the playoffs. If they don't, they're done. I mean teams that start 0-4, very low probability for them to make the playoffs, especially in that division with we thought were going to be really, really good teams. And what we're realizing is the NFL always throws a curveball and we thought that this was going to be the best division in football. They talked about it all offseason. You know, the Kansas City's still really good. The Chargers will be really good. The Broncos got Russell Wilson. The Raiders got Devontae Adams. You know, again, Raiders were a playoff team. So for them to completely change the narrative and now you're looking at the Raiders that could potentially go on four. I mean that's That's what the NFL product is so exceptional with. You just don't know. And that's what makes it fun for us to talk about. It makes it fun for us to take exceptional value week to week. Um, We know that, Dave, you weren't on this yourself, but a lot of those, uh, you know, we don't have to mention, but those the guys that are getting the best lines in the world very, very quickly, they were all over the Colts' money lines last week. They were all over the Miami Dolphins money lines last week, getting exceptional value again and beating the move. So, you know, if you look, if you talk to me in the middle of last week and say the Colts were going to win outright, I would think you were a little bit crazy. Did I like right, them well, on the so, spread? They did, but I'm just saying from a standpoint of standalone money mm-hmm. line, I mean, it's just insane that, that these guys so, are just better. let Guys that. like Dave are better. Let's
0: talk about that for a second. I want to ask both of you because we got about 12 minutes left. I want to ask both of you. So I'm looking at that site we mentioned last week. There's 16 NFL games this week from Thursday to Monday. There are only four underdogs that have the higher ticket count right now. Four underdogs. So basically everything is like normal square, higher ticket count on the favorite. Can you guys figure out the four underdogs that have the higher ticket count so far as of this Wednesday? There's only four Tampa
1: Bay. Okay, I'm just going to let you, Sam. Go one? ahead. No? I got nope. Tampa Bay. Uh, my next guess is going to be next guess is Jaguars. Nope. Keep going. 0 and 2. Going to? My next guess here, here's is here's going here's to here. be. Nope. Wow. Ravens. They have to be one.
0: Yes, that's the that's the fourth one. That Go was ahead. an
1: easy one. And then give me the Titans.
0: Yes, that's the
1: second one. Give me now the you're Saints. Cooking. Now you're getting hot. Keep, nope. And give me the Dolphins.
0: That's the third one. You missed the top. So Mike just picked the bottom three. Tennessee, Miami, and Baltimore are getting all the money as underdogs. The top team, the top team, I already gave you guys, the Rams. So it's the Rams, Tennessee, Miami, and Baltimore. Every other team is heavy on the favorite square side. So so that's it. Just said Four that lonely dogs disparity.
1: out of 16 games. That is what parity is all about. I mean, this, I, I can't stress this enough. There is no, you can't say right now that there's one team that you could look at and say, I know they're going to be in the Super Bowl unless they have injuries. If there's so much parity between the entire league, the undefeated teams are getting points on the road. Let me think it, There's only two teams left in the NFL that are undefeated one of which is the Dolphins, they're getting four on the road on a short week. Again, well, so it's let not me a heavy ask you, travel Dave. game, but that just, that's crazy. So let me ask see you, that. Dave,
0: does that surprise you as a professional better that the Rams, Tennessee, Miami, and Baltimore are getting the majority of the tickets early in the week as underdogs? No. No. I mean, the Raiders getting most
2: of the money kind of does still. I, I Just ever since you've said that, I've,
0: my head has been spinning, but no. Right, I'm sorry. I said the Rams. I meant the Raiders. Yeah, correct. The, Ra- the Raiders. Right. Right. It's Raiders, Tennessee, Miami, and Baltimore. Right. Well, oh, Raiders. Well, I believe yeah. exactly. You nailed it. It's the they're not going to lose four in a row. It's what I kind of call a reverse Martingale system. Just keep betting the team until they win. Just keep betting the team until <laughs> they
2: win. So there's some square
0: out there. And then let's let's also remember. Let's. I think you should add importance to the fact that it is. A team in Las Vegas, so you're going to get a lot of money from not pros but squares in Vegas putting in tickets because they're now Raider fans, Raider Nation. I mean, you got to like separate. Know. Maybe it's
2: correlated to people on vacation. Oh, let's bet the Raiders, and hopefully, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's it's one of those ones that I'm going to think about all day now. Like, how is that possible? But I don't know; nothing right. surprises me too much these
0: days. Well, these numbers will change. Obviously, it it is it is funny because I prefer to be on the opposite side. And uh, the two plays you've already released in the NFL, you're on the you're on the complete you know thirty percent side, which is great. Um, you know, because I don't I don't want to be on these crazy you know over the what, course of time. The, obviously, what's the Seattle Atlanta one? Well, that was it. Sixty six on Detroit. Sixty six percent of the tickets oh, yeah. are in Detroit. 66% Mhm.
2: yet the line went down. Those are the best, right? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so that would you call that a reverse line move?
2: Yeah, it's called a reverse line move and it's the right. best place that you can, you can, you can't, those are the best place because on Monday you're going, gosh, the public's going to be all over this other side, but then you're seeing market indicators, that tell you no, the the sharp guys are getting ready to attack, and then you bet it, and you're going, gosh, I hope the public doesn't move it back up, but that Seattle one seems pretty safe. But I was kind of
0: nervous, like Jesus, is, is this? There you go. go. That's what I knew I was going to talk about it. Um, Mike. Real, Mike, real quick, uh, tell everybody that's listening if they want to find out about the mentorship program versus the Telegram channel. Just to rehash every week, what are the fundamental differences? Um, what mentorship, you know, versus uh telegram regarding Dave.
1: Well, so there's a couple ways you could approach this. If you are a full-time student in college, obviously over the age of 21, if you are somebody that just got out of school, that have a full-time job, if you're somebody that has a career and a family, you're not going to be a great candidate for the mentorship because you're not going to put in the hours every single week to be able to learn how to find the market edges and to basically find the market inefficiencies on your own. Even if you know how to do it, you don't have the bandwidth. You probably won't be successful at it. Dave, this is not just a full-time job for Dave. It's a lifestyle. Literally every single day of his life is captivated, especially during football season for this particular purpose. So if you think you, Overcome everything I just said and want to put in all your eggs in one basket and say, I'm in, perfect. We'll get you on one on one Zoom classes with Dave. We'll teach you how to find value. We'll give you the good business opportunities for you to be successful. Now, if you were everything I just said and you are a person that is very busy, family man, already has a full time job and a full time wife, then I recommend. You do Telegram, or a full-time ex-wife, work for or a full-time <laughs> ex-wife that still counts, that still takes up a lot of time. John knows yes, personally, and um, you get on Telegram. It's very simple. It's plug and play. Games are posted the second Dave makes a move on them. That means you're going to find the value somewhere at one of the books that you're dealing with. That is very, if not exact very close to the number, and that's where the coaching and money management comes for me, where I tell you whether to pass on the game or just wait for the number to get better, which does happen throughout the week, because a lot of the plays we post is already going to be on the channel by game day, and of course we add them as well, because we let the public move the line. So, if you're just looking to make money with a little bit of work and a lot of emphasis of just learning and being coachable even with telegram go to betlikedave.com you're going to fill out a quick little sheet that gives me a little bit of an understanding of what you're dealing with Um, I will personally call you and we'll at least have a good conversation and I can give you more of a you know in-depth look of what the expectation should be if you are The other client that's looking directly for mentorship and really has the time and maybe you're already a trader and you're just trying to get into this realm of sports trading, whereas you could be a day trader, you could be a Forex trader, you could be a crypto trader, whatever that may be. If you're just learning how to do this and you don't know how to do it, um, by all means, sign up. There's a different link that's not for Telegram. It's for mentorship on betlikedave.com again, you speak to me and we'll take the next step to get you on that Zoom call with Dave because he and, loves And
0: as DJ. always
1: and as always for the listeners out there that can handle betting
0: all the syndicates that we have in our umbrella, you just go to JohnSyndicate dot com or the syndicate insider or the director of the same site and you can get access to everything in my toolbox for the guy that is just ready to rock and roll and take on the world with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of volume um, um, because we got access to multiple different sources. Obviously Dave is our main guy and we recommend always starting with Dave, but for guys that want to add the value of what I do is I put the puzzle together. There's never any conflicting plays. Um, Dave always has precedents, meaning he has a play. Let's say I have four other groups. They come with it, the opposite side, I don't even touch it. I just leave that game alone. I will never go against Dave as opposed to the player out there that makes the mistake of buying multiple different advisory services. And then he gets stuck. He's got two advisory services on a Monday or Thursday night football. One advisory service has one side. One advisory service has the other side. There's no consensus. And by having access to everybody, you have access to that consensus where there's no uh, no opposite uh opinions from different sources, and it keeps you on the, keeps you on the straight and narrow with a, a, a true system that
1: can make you long-term money. And Follow Dave at that, Vegas Ringers. Go ahead. And just to add to that, you know, Dave had mentioned last week that he hit a pretty cool push-win-middle, and the other groups that Dave is very accustomed to know and how they operate, they actually had a win-win-middle. So it was funny because I was talking to a friend um, in one of the accounts that we manage, and he was telling me he's like, "Man, he's like, it literally there was a num there's two numbers out of the entire number category that it could have landed for you to hit the middle." I said, "That's what these guys do. They press the over early, they got the under late." Dave had a push middle where he pushed on the over, but he hit the under. Dave, you know what I'm talking about—the Stanford under on Saturday. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, it was funny how these guys all. When John says this, he means it. These guys are also moving on the same games and other games that Dave is not involved in, but it's all sharp money. I mean, I'm giving out. You guys, we haven't talked about it because it's still September. There was preseason NHL that was on the board last night. Getting value. I mean, it's this is not about the sports anymore. This is about finding market inefficiencies. So. We have everything. It's just how much do you want to put into it is how much you're going to get out. And that's it, guys. Another week at
0: Sports Insider Studio. We'll be back next Wednesday, one week closer to college and pro basketball. Have a great weekend. If you're in the south of Florida, stay safe.